0: Hello, and this is SBO Perspectives, and I am Jack Mitchell, along with the esteemed John Bracato. That's right, John Bracato. And so today's episode is a little bit of a twist. You know, we always have that format. For those who have been listening, we have an SBO to give you their story, what it pertains to our jobs, what we're doing each and every day. And then we also have vendors on from time to time, you know, to give us a little bit of a resource, support for us SBOs. Today's episode we have, with the state, and John, I can get through it, a little bit different, a resource that I think is going to be really helpful for those who may have not stumbled upon it. So, John, let let us know what really we have one today. Yeah,
1: definitely. So, you know, as Jack said, we we have all sorts of folks on this on this podcast. You know, today we have somebody from the state education department, specifically from the uh, state archives, uh, Lorraine Hill. She currently services the villages and cooperative extensions of the state of New York, but for the most of her career was working with school districts. So she, you know, we brought her on because we recognize the importance of digitizing records, both with ease of access and just efficiencies. So, you know, Lorraine passionately takes us through everything that you can do as a school business official to kind of convert from your traditional paper records to digital. And it does a really nice job outlining everything that it entails, everything from, you know, the actual process to funding mechanisms to make sure that it's not that big of a burden on your budget. So we're excited to bring in this interview today. And uh, here's our conversation with Lorraine Hill. Today on the podcast, we have Lorraine Hill. Lorraine currently serves as the records advisory officer or RAO of the state archives. She has served in that position for the past 23 years. And as of January 1st, 2022, she serves as the RAO for the villages and cooperative extensions for the state of New York. Prior to that, she served as the regional advisory officer for the Metro Long Island region of approximately 1000 local governments, which consisted of school districts, towns, villages, counties, fire districts, water districts, and the New York State (laughs) Municipal Agencies, just to name a few. Also, while serving in the capacity, she also had the pleasure of temporarily serving as the RAO for the Rockland and Westchester counties. Prior to coming to the State Education Department, She served as the records manager and the director of the Case Control and Statistical Information Unit for the New York State Division of Human Rights for 10 years. Lorraine, welcome to the podcast.
0: Lorraine, thank you. you. It is such a pleasure to have you on. Wow, you don't understand because you work (laughs) with me. This is why I know and to hear the bio Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, I, I wasn't laughing at it, was it was funny like that. I was I chuckled because it's amazing. Like, how do you even have time to be on the podcast right now? Like, you know, <laughs> no, I, I can't believe you I were just, able to fit us in with all that you do. You you handle everything from soup to nuts, you know, and yeah. I mean it's comprehensive. So it is so great to have you on. And so with that, this is a special episode for our listeners out there. Um, we really want to get into you know the paper to digital, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we we've gone through this pandemic, we've seen how paper. I want to say just not cutting it anymore. I mean, paper is still important in certain respects, but just the records aspect, we need to have better options to be more efficient and and efficacy moving forward. So with that, I guess for all this, they do know this is what you do with SED. This is a great thing. And the service you provided with me was great several years ago. I mean, I'm still working on it. But just to get a sense so our listeners know, how many districts, I guess, are you seeing nowadays, how many are they making that conversion from paper to digital Records and, and could you maybe speak to why it's so important to do so, especially now?
2: Absolutely, but first I wanna say thank you for inviting me. I thank am you. so thrilled to be here. Jack, it's been a pleasure working with you over the years. And so first, I just want to say, like, in the introduction, you heard me say that I'm now overseeing the villages. What it is, is that the state kind of changed its model. We used to have regional advisory officers. So I was in charge of, as you see, all of those local type governments for Long Island and New okay. York City. As of January 1st of this year, we went into a more records local, a records management type, so in the sense that based on the uh, type of local government you are, that's where we're covering. So right now I cover all the villages in the state of New York, not just Long Island. And And so you now have a new person who's covering the school districts in the state of New York and her name is Sarah Derling. And Sarah is my coworker. She's a wonderful person. you, you you know, I can give you her information later. Yeah, after. At the end of the program, yeah, okay. But I just want to say thank you for inviting us. And this is why, you know, and I'm glad to be here. So as far as the number of school districts, I would say at least 80% of our school districts in the state of New York have some form of electronic records going on. And That's the cool. reason why I say that is because most of most school districts, I would say 100% of all school districts are electronic records. Because mm-hmm. once you start putting your records on a computer or you start typing into a computer, you started creating electronic records bracket Okay, so once you started creating electronic records, now we have to find a way to manage them. And how do we Mm -hmm. you know, are we duplicating them? Because a lot of times we type in them them in electronically and then we print them out to paper. And so now we're duplicating records. And do we really need to duplicate a record when we already have it electronically? So there's a lot to look at when we're doing this. But honestly speaking, as you said, I think the one thing this pandemic showed is Mm -hmm. that having records in an electronic format, makes the workflow a lot easier and makes the workflow a lot flexible a lot more flexible than it did when we were working in a pure paper capacity so that is really why it's important you know it's really why it's important we have new technology come out and as new technology comes out We have to be able to work with that new technology and kind of conform to that to some degree. Records have always been in existence. Records will always be required. The question Mm -hmm. is, how do we provide those records? How do we create those records and how do we maintain those records? That's the real answer.
1: So, you know, governments aren't the most nimble of agencies. Are you seeing um, kind of some hesitation with the transition to digital records from paper?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) People like to do what they know. They like to work with what they know. And paper is what we know. Paper has been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay paper is is sure quality. We know that, listen, paper lasts a long time. We don't have to worry about it. Most of us don't worry about it. We just throw it in a box and throw it someplace else, which is not good, but that's what we do because we know it's still going to be there when we go to look for it. Okay. The problem with electronic records is that people feel they need to become electronic experts and they don't. What they just need to know is and understand the fundamentals of how electronic records work. Okay. And that is, you're creating them electronically. We would like them to stay electronic. So this way we don't have to create the paper in the first place, okay? And the fact is, is that, so you get people that's a little bit reticent to, to move towards electronic records. But I think that, and, I, and, and, and one of the things I want to discuss later on is, is the key to this is really having a good records management team. If you have a good records management team, each school district has a good records management team with representation from all your departments, with having someone from your IT department and someone from the superintendent's department who can talk about policy and money. You know, that's really what you need. And it is not a difficult task to do at all.
1: So you did touch on this a little bit, but can you expound a little bit on what districts can do to kind of prepare for a shift from paper to digital? And, you know, in general, how long does something like this take? I'm sure it, it varies depending on the amount of records, the thesis, but yeah. what, what are you seeing well, in, on average?
2: Well, yeah, well, the thing about it is, is that what you need to do, like I said, is have a good records management committee. And here's what the records management committee does. For mm. you. The records management committee has a representation from each department. So when the committee meets like, every other month. And you don't have to meet every month. You may in the beginning, but you can re- meet every other month or once a quarter as you start to get your flow going. And basically the purpose of the committee is to do several things. One is to get an idea with every department is with their records. So if some departments are doing electronic records and that's all they're doing, then it might be good to hear from the department how they're handling that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then and as opposed to the department that's still all in paper. Okay. If there's a department that's not doing that, then we, how do we get, that person on board and move them towards an electronic records format. You know, how do we get them to incorporate some of their records electronically? And then what records should be incorporated, okay, electronically? So by having that person on that committee, you get to learn the type of records they, are, they have, and then what's primary for them. What do they consider to be important? And then where the demand for those records may be. Because when we are dealing with electronic records, we don't want to just scan any records we have. We want to scan those records that have a high demand
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, actively, right now that are currently active in high demand, or who are inactive but still get a high demand, Okay, you want to look at those records that get foiled a lot. So which records get foiled a lot? Because right now, the FOIL law requires that as much as possible, you provide the record in a format that the person requested it. Most people are not going to ask you to put it on a stamp and mail it to them because no offense, but snail mail not only is costly, it is time consuming. Okay, when electronically I can click a button and send it to you and you have it in 10 minutes, okay? So the thing about it is, is we want to look at ways in which we can provide access to those records in a way in which they're being requested of us. And that's also important. So those are the kind of things that you would look at. And if you had a committee where you know the records management officer for that school district or whatever kind of leads it out and gets people to talk about these different issues, you'll have a better sense of where those records are, and you'll have a better sense of what you need to do when you start to image those records and what records should get imaged first when you're working with them.
1: And, and I'm sure with these records management committees, you, you're definitely getting the buy-in from the individual departments as they are able to voice their concerns, and you really go through the process. You know, and yeah, personally, absolutely. just. Moving to digital, I mean, the the fact that there's text recognition and you can search on keyword alone is worth going to digital because you're not rifling through paper copies, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's a lot I of work. Mean, <laughs> I mean, it is extremely time consuming. And as we learned during the pandemic, working from with electronic records allowed people to work from home better yeah.
0: because they didn't mm-hmm.
2: have to come into site, pull a file, make copies of it, yep. mail it out or scan it into a computer. Because now when the pandemic happened, we started sending people to the office to yeah. scan stuff in so I we know. could work from off site so we could do what we need to do. Yeah. That's, that's a case in point
0: right there. So here's a million dollar question now for you, Lorraine. This is mm-hmm. the million dollar question. Right. All now. right. So are there resources out there, I guess? And I would say both from a monetary standpoint for this is, you know, small just like mine. I mean, I have, you know, the funding and also guidance out there where district can utilize that, you know, funding in their conversion.
2: Yes. So at the State Archives, and this is what our purpose for is to help you with your records in mm-hmm. any aspect, not just imaging, but getting your records in order in paper form first. Because I tell people, if you don't have your records in a good format or together in a paper version, it's gonna be chaos in the electronic version. And the reason why is because in a paper version, like you say, I can go through boxes and boxes of paper and find it. If I lose a record electronically, I don't know where it's stored. I don't know whether it's stored on your computer, whether it's stored on the server. I don't know what it's labeled. I don't know what it's named. I don't know how to even begin to look for it, okay? So it is like finding a needle in a haystack, and we know that that is an almost impossible task. So Mm -hmm. you don't ever want to move to electronic until you get your paper records in some sort of order, okay, first of all. But at the State Archives, that's what our job is to do. Our job is to help you with that. Now, there are grants out there, and as a school district I you listen you look for any kind of federal or state grant you can get Mm -hmm. um, for anything dealing with your records or any programs that you may have and then try to include those records in it but at the state archives we specifically have a grant program that helps you with your records and it's called the lgrmif grant it's the local government records management improvement fund grant And the purpose of that grant is to help you with your records. And that can include imaging records or digitizing records as need be, okay? We also are there to advise you on how to manage those records. We have a website, that website address is Mm www.archives.nysed.gov. And if you go to that website, we have everything about records management on there. We have an area for you to look for tools and formats. We have an area for new records managers, so you don't feel lost if you're not used to doing this. We have an area for you to go look at. We have webinars that you can look at. These webinars are anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes long to an hour long so that you can do this on your own time. You don't, you're not forced to just come when we tell you to come to a workshop. You can look at this at your own time, at your own leisure. And these websites deal with any and all things dealing with records. We have several webinars that deal with the imaging of records, and we have a publication section that deals with all types of records and publications for you to read to support it. Mm -hmm. We specifically recently updated our digital imaging guidelines. That is key if you're looking to image records you must go read that. That is absolutely key. It Uh tells you the Formats, it tells you the fact that PDFs are not acceptable, but you have to do it in a PDF
0: Right. Yep, this I is critical.
2: That. Right. <laughs> and see, these are things that people don't think about. They say, oh, well digital is a PDF. That's nope, not an acceptable PDFA. format for yeah. your records. TIFF nope, images, PDF base. Yeah. But we explain that all for you if you read that guideline. And it is just that it is a guideline for you in mm-hmm. every aspect, including areas on how to work with your vendors because that's also critical when doing imaging. Your vendors, the vendors you select should be vendors that are going to help you accomplish a goal, not sell you a product, okay? So the, the vendors need to be able to show you that if they image your record, this is what's gonna happen and this is what they can do for you. Not just sell you a product or say they're gonna do something and in the end can't accomplish all of it. So now you've put out a contract, paid somebody and you're not getting all that you thought you were getting. And I see a lot of the things where I see become problematic with going into these projects with imaging, a lot has to do with one, it wasn't planned properly. So, two, you don't get buy in from everybody. And that's why having that committee helps because everybody's buying into it. And when people don't buy into it, people don't work with it. People don't support it. If they don't feel it's comfortable for an end user, they're not going to use it. They're going to stick with what they know. You need buy in from everybody top to bottom. And finally, you need to make sure that you're getting the right kind of contract for what your needs are. Because when those contracts fail, the vendor can say, well, I did what you asked me to do. I gave you what you gave me. And that's not what you were looking for. So you want to make sure that that's also, good
0: advice.
1: Thanks yeah, so much. You, you definitely need some ownership over that, that conversion process. And, you know, speaking to us as school business officials, we oversee many different kinds of records, whether they be financial or facilities or personnel. So can you maybe give us a few things that, you know, we as school business officials should be looking out for um, going through with this kind of conversion process?
2: Sure. Well, one of the things that you want to look out for is retention of those records, because as you say, you're looking at different types of records. Each record series has a different retention Mm -hmm. and the retention can also play a part in terms of whether you image those records or not. For instance, if the item has a six year retention, but high demand, you may want to image it. But if it has a six year retention and the demand is not that great, you may not because in six years, those records get destroyed anyway. And just to clarify, the the,
1: the retention schedules apply both to paper and digital the same, correct?
2: Right. The retention schedule does not look at the format of the record. It just looks at the record, the fact that you have a record. So if I as I tell people, if you created a purchase order on a on a desk, you scratched it into a desk or put it on a blackboard and that was the record you have of that purchase, then that is now your record, okay? So it doesn't make a difference what medium it's on, whether it's on microfilm, whether it's on paper, whether it's electronic. The the retention schedule applies to the fact that it is a record that you have created, okay? And so the records retention schedule is also on that same website that I told you about. You can go to that. You just click on it, and when you get to records uh, records retention, click on local government records, click on, and you will see that you know the the, the retention schedule will come up, will come up for you. We even for school districts went as far as creating a special link a uh, area for you that says school districts for you to click on that really oh isolates okay. your school records as a whole so what it doesn't isolate is personnel and business records because that's on the in the general guideline in the general records listing and that covers all of them but there's a whole section that just deals with specific school records like special ed records things got yeah resources guidance records all that kind of, yeah, yeah. All and i'm that. looking now so,
1: you have a partnership with ancestry.com what's that all about
2: <laughs> oh well ancestry.com we do because believe it or not ancestry.com um, is a partner for us because a lot of people do their research of records through yeah. school districts. That's how they get to That's know the too. history of their people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, Everyone the, goes the, to school, right? Right. Yep. A lot of the secondary information Um, school districts are the all that secondary information. I know you don't look at yourselves like that because day to day you're dealing with the Mm -hmm. students and the parents and and the the, the partners that you have to deal with colleges and things like that that you partner with. But believe it or not, school records are a secondary use have a major secondary use in terms of genealogy. I'm sure. Yeah, birth.
0: You got birth. You got school. You got your marriage, and then absolutely, and then death. Yeah. So so school
2: districts really play a strong part in that. So yes, we. Have a partnership even with them with that because of the fact that that yeah that's important. how fascinating
0: that's cool okay great so i guess here you give so much uh, for us now we're wrapping up here just anybody that comes on we always ask you know whether it be any advice you can give to our peers you know other sbos out there whether they're experienced or not when they're mapping out such an endeavor to go about this process right what i guess you, you're giving us so much already right but is there any i guess last bit of piece of advice you can give
2: yeah, use us. The state archives is here to be used. We don't have a problem. Perfect.
0: With <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's simple, right there. You guys. I know,
2: I know that. Sound, it may not come across sound really loving, no. you know, like you know <laughs> that we don't mind being used, but we really don't. That's our job. Our job is to help you, and okay. we don't mind doing that. Okay. Most oh. I can tell you, my coworkers are really good at doing this. There are people yeah. you can reach out to, contact us. Yeah, you, we you came more you than came willing to, to help. The,
0: um... you. Yeah, not to cut you up before in different role. You came to the district. You came to yes. the joint meeting with districts. You know, you came firsthand. That's why I remember you. And I said, this is perfect for Absolutely. other school districts they don't know about, new business officials coming in. This is a good resource for us. And you know why I say this honestly? Because every year, this time of year, my special ed director calls is, hey, I got 10 boxes. I gotta bring mm-hmm. it to. I'm like, oh my gosh. Pay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more boxes of records that add to the 100 you got in there already. And I've been trying to, you know, do this gradual process of, of making it paper to digital. So good stuff,
1: Lorraine. We appreciate it again. This is awesome.
2: Thank you. We'll yeah, Lorraine,
1: we, we can't thank you enough. Uh, I mean, archives at niceed.gov. What a great site already. You know, there's, yes. there's so much info on yes. in there. John's been looking through the whole podcast. I haven't now. even been listening. Just been looking at the website. No, yeah. just kidding. But this in all good, seriousness, good thank you so much for your time. It's been a, a great conversation. I think uh, our listeners are going to get a lot out of it.
2: Thank you, yeah. and I hope I hope you know I get a chance to maybe come back and talk to you again. But, but believe me, For sure. Um, I think if you go to our websites, we're there to help mm-hmm. you. Contact us; we're here to help you. And I enjoyed doing this with you this morning. So thank you once again.
1: Great, thank, thank you. you so much, Thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Lorraine Hill. Uh, she really is a passion about the records uh, management. So I, I appreciate well, her energy today and I'm, her walking us through everything. a lot of
0: energy, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was a good episode. I mean, this is what we want. This is, a, you know, a resource that passionately she knows the good will help us with, right? And we see it firsthand and we heard from her. And I think that for all of our listeners, uh, it's an important topic to, to cover, especially I think now, you know, we're a new age. We're managing this differently. Mm-hmm. And so going paper to digital is probably more important than ever. So, yes, we thank Lorraine and we hope our listeners, you, you know, you're enjoying us As we wrap up the first um, half of the year, we want to continue to, you know, extend our, our thank yous for continuing to listen and be supportive of the podcast. Again, we're blossoming, booming. And next year is so much more to come, you know. And the next season, I should say, next season starting a couple weeks. So
1: yeah, yeah, we have a, we have a lot of new lineups, and I think a lot of good conversations that I think all of you will be really appreciative that that we have. And you know, back back to today's episode, check out that archives at and I said that gov What uh, you know, so much information there. I didn't know it existed before today, embarrassingly enough. But now that I know, you know, I'm I'm more equipped to to kind of move forward. But as Jack don't, don't was saying. Yeah,
0: because yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have known if I didn't
1: know her. You know, right, right. She's good. It's good, good yeah. stuff. you knows her yeah. stuff, man. So, you know, as we were saying, we look forward to to moving forward, and uh, we'll mm-hmm. catch you next week. Yep, see you next week.